This episode of How Long Gone is brought to you by Nissan. As a pioneer in the electric vehicle space, Nissan is always looking for ways to deliver new, meaningful technologies to EV owners. After all, Nissan has been making EVs since 1947. Their EVs have now traveled 8 billion miles by Nissan Leaf owners since 2010. Yes, my friend, that is 8 billion with a B, the equivalent of driving to Pluto and back, which is not a real planet. Think that's electrifying? One of their EVs trekked all the way to the North Pole, where all the uh, underground government military bases are run. And Nissan even tests their EV technology on the Formula E racetrack. But Nissan knows that you don't get an EV just for the E. You get a Nissan EV because it makes you feel electric, because it sparks your imagination, it ignites something within you, it pins you to your seat, and it... (gasps) takes your breath away uh, at least that's what nissan thinks about when designing their evs like the nissan aria and the famous nissan leaf it's about creating a thrilling design that electrifies its customers nissan's focus on creating a thrilling drive and an electrifying life on today's world it's so important to look around you to pay attention to look for all the tiny ways life can electrify you uh, i like to feel electric um by going to dinner um, trying new foods and then being late to my own podcast recording so that my host gets mad at me. But we recover um, because I never do that. So every once in a while, I need to electrify my life. That's called edging. <laughs> Nissan EVs that electrify. long gone uh chris black coming live from stockholm where it's 8 45 p.m um i've had a full day um of mobbing uh these clean clean streets jason you're just getting your day started i assume uh, yeah i'm i'm back like pyre moss hairline i am in glendale <laughs> doing we my thing and it TJ. feels wonderful to be home okay well I'm, I'm glad that you're home i was a little jealous when i saw carolyn post the the normatech recovery boots um that is kind of what i'm missing over here in stockholm but i gotta say i am officially stockholm pilled okay how are you taking to the language barrier does everyone speak enough english for you to get around yeah totally everybody's good looking in shape Mm -hmm. food is good uh i mean hotel is food is good food is good yeah so barclay so i'm I'm here to visit my my, our buddy barclay who moved here to work at byredo a couple years ago um and yeah he took me to a place called like cafe nizza last night that was amazing and surprisingly tonight for dinner we went to a brooklyn style slice shop that was insanely good. You had some Brooklyn style pizza first night in Stockholm. Okay, what did you, did you just get a regular plain cheese? They had multiple varieties, and I tried three different slices. They had all kinds. It was delicious. Did you have any like smoked trout ranch or anything like that? No, no. Thank God there was no pickled herring on the pizza. Um, somehow, <laughs> somehow we avoided that. But you yeah. didn't have a pepperoni and dill. No pepperoni, pepperoni and dill wasn't on the menu. But I, I, um, yeah, I've just had. Thank a, God. It's really, it's just so. The sun was out today, which is is rare, I think, this time of year. Um, but it was, but it was very cool. And he, he took me to uh, his friends have a vintage store here called uh, Ettersex, E T T R E S E X. Like et, like Ettersexual? I don't think so. I think it's probably some sort of kind of Scandinavian pronunciation that we're not doing properly. Okay. But I was very impressed. Okay, so this very has been impressed. great so far, is what you're saying? Yeah, man, I've had a, I've had a, I've had a great time. It's, it's been really. I mean, besides having to work uh, starting at 8 p.m. every night, um, <laughs> it's been good. But the, the level of cleanliness and beauty here is truly staggering. After being in London, which I love, but it's also a shithole in the same way that New York is. I don't know. I mean, London was pretty clean for me. I mean, well, yeah, except the venue we played in on the last night in town that smelled like a, a great. <laughs> A grandmother's undercarriage. Um, my nan's bits. <laughs> my nan's bits. I mean, I don't know how much I want to say on this podcast. Thank you, first of all, to our guest, Izzy Wood, for being uh, a good sport and um, being very funny with us. Mm-hmm. Um, she she really brought, brought the British sense of humor that I think we needed. Yeah, we love her and all of our fans that came out on a, on a Sunday night. You guys are all... Just adorable and sweet and so nice, and and we loved all of you. There were some complications with the uh, with our situation at the live show where no, let's just get, no, let's get into you know, it. Let's get into it. My girlfriend had to work the door 
Um, there was no staff whatsoever. And I was treated as if um, I was inconveniencing them by, um, you know, bringing a sold out crowd to their audience to make them money. We showed up to the venue and, you know, they're poking around listening to Jamie XX, which I felt like was a little on, on no, a little on the nose, <laughs> if you have to ask me. Happy to hear it, but yeah, it is a little on the nose. And then I was kind of like, uh, they're like, who's who's working the door? And I'm like, why the fuck are you asking me that? I'm here to perform. I don't, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And they basically try to explain to me that that's somehow kind of our responsibility mm -hmm. and that the promoter isn't there. And I was kind of like, well, this is a sold out show, dude. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not working the door of my own show. <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to be a diva. I'm, I'm really not trying to be a diva. That's just weird. That that doesn't and work. And it's also kind of impossible to to work the yeah, door. Yeah, and also, yeah, like, yeah, also, also, do you want me to be the person? Like, it's your venue. You you Don't you care about who's inside? Like. I could just let in Whoever. a guy with a knife if I, you know, like, is that what you want? Everyone in there probably had a knife, but so, <laughs> so Car Carolyn is nice enough to volunteer to work the door. We, we do the show and it's fine. We leave the stage. I, I'm downstairs, um, looking for something. Jason goes upstairs with a few of our friends, Issy, et cetera. You guys are smoking a few cigs in this green room. That's literally 400 years old and smells like piss, beer and carpet. Mm -hmm. And the, the window is cracked the window is fully open. I would I would say more than cracked. Fully open. And our friend, uh, the the representative of the of the club in question, he comes into the room. I'm not there, and apparently, luckily, I wasn't. We'd have might have come. We might have come to blows. But apparently, he starts getting very irate with you. Yeah, I th I mean, I'm starting to think that he just he knew who we were and he hated us already, and and we were just really ruining his life by doing a live show at the venue. I mean, I've I've been producing shows and performing at shows for, you know, a couple decades now at this point, and I have never seen shit like this in my entire life. And it was such a bummer, too, because it's a cute, amazing venue in a cool part of town, has so much history and all this stuff, and just treated like dirt. The show was fun. The show was fun. Like, the, like everything went well, except for every time we had to interact with this person who worked at the venue. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, um, he he gets mad at you guys and basically is like freaking out, telling you to get out. Yeah, he was ordering us to go and sell merch because there were people in his bar buying alcohol and making money for the business <laughs> that he runs. I think he was just like, I'm hungover and I don't want to work and I just want everyone to go home instead of like be at this bar that sells alcohol in exchange for money so you could keep your business up i don't understand like it was i've never been to a bar where the owner was like oh you sold it out completely um and i'm selling a bunch of alcohol fuck you for ruining my life it was so so deeply strange and then we're outside after we leave we rush out to get the fuck out of there i'm like we need to go before something bad happens <laughs> and and then we're standing on the street talking to a few people and he comes out and he's like if you have a drink you need to move and basically physically walks as close to them as he can so that they move until they're like one inch <laughs> not in front of the the, the club. yeah he told us that we he didn't like that we were standing on the sidewalk on a public london street in front of the venue you know talking to a couple friends and fans having a cigarette and he was he's just he didn't even want us to be all near the venue even though it's public you know it's just like me and a homeless guy who's asking me for a cigarette i'm talking to him and he's like, you guys can't stand here. I'm like, bro, just go home, bro. Like, just go home. What the fuck? No, it's truly on some fuck. Like, be done with fuck it. Fuck you. Fuck that place. I'm never going back there. I've, I've never dealt with it. I've, <laughs> honestly, fuck you. It was insane. It was so insane on every level. And we made it out of London alive. We sold a lot of our, our limited edition tube hats. And we love London. We'll be back at a venue that um actually is is nice. And um, <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't blame. I don't think it's the venue's fault. I think it's just this one guy. Because everyone else there was cool. James, the sound okay, guy. I don't give nice. a fuck. I don't give the a fuck. The venue Who's... was is a legendary spot. Yeah, a lot okay. of cool people play there. A, a lot of people love it. I think it was just this one guy that ruined it all. Well, I'm sorry. That's just I, I got it. To, the whole the whole ship is going down. I can't. It's not right, guilty by association. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like me and you. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, no, it's <laughs> no. I mean, whatever. The show is the show is so fun. I don't really care. The show is really fun. A, a gray cloud on an otherwise. I guess it was gray clouds the whole time in London, but <laughs> metaphorically speaking, a gray cloud. Yeah. Otherwise, yes, yes, really lovely trip out to London, and thanks to all the all the new friends that we made out there, and 
you know, from from Izzy to Alexa and everyone in between, really made us feel special and at home. And you know, I wish we had time to hang out with all of you guys. Well, not not Chris as much, but I do. That's not true. I, would, I felt uh, I felt like we were doing like a speed dating thing where I was like, it was that. Now I, w- I would like here to you say, go. That- nice to meet you. Hey, thinking here, take a photo. Boom, boom, boom. I wanted to build a little bit more. I would like to say when we were selling that merch, I was doing it with you, talking to everyone. I just want to be clear about that. Don't act like I was hiding somewhere okay i was i was carrying no, no, no i'm not i'm not i was carrying my weight and being and, and by weight i mean you were a pocket full of <laughs> of pounds um because we were accepting cash only thanks to limited use of venmo in in the uk and eu mm-hmm. but i'm just look i'm glad you made it home because i know that you were probably you needed it you were looking by the after the show you <laughs> i was like jason's had it he's hit the wall He's hit the wall and, and <laughs> he needs to go recharge his batteries. And I understand. I totally get it. And I'm hoping that those batteries are a little recharged now because we have a guest today. So we got to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're back at it, as they no say. No more messing around. We have a, a, luckily, our guest is a chill bro that I'm excited to talk to. But yeah, I mean, I was able to come back, went straight to Fish King, got my, got my fish, my friend who works there. I guess he's not a friend. He's just like a 60 year old guy <laughs> named Joe. But. He's like, oh, you're just in London, huh? Did you order any fish and chips? And I was like, yes, I did. Um, your fish is better, but their chips are better. And then the owner kind of gave me a little side eye look. And I was like, bros, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. French fries are just a billion times better there. I don't know what to tell you, chief. Um, and, you know, I did that. Had a good night's sleep. Went to the gym. I had a sauna this morning. Uh, but, but, you know, I'm, let me, I'm having a smoothie. This is everything I need. Let me ask the question. Mark Marin was at the gym again. Let me ask the question. We're all wondering how 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 good was the loud when you finally got to touch touch it, bro? I didn't even need half half a bong. <laughs> didn't need half a bong. It was you went. So you went. I was you went, just gone. You went Frankenstein mode after after one little pull from the pipe. Yeah, yeah. Luckily enough, I well, yeah. I came home, hit the sh- hit the showers. Bay loaded up a little in the bong, and it was just a little baby hit, you know, just a little something to mm-hmm. take the edge off, and mm-hmm. that full blast off. Just adios, mamma mia, which I love. <laughs> Let me tell you what, nothing. I'm getting a phone call right now from Sirius XM. <laughs> are they looking to? Are they looking I'm to sell you something? Literally ten minutes ago. Ten minutes. If you if you whenever you buy a car, new or used or anything like that. Sirius XM oh. is on your ass more than like if you have a bench warrant for murder. Like I literally came home from the gym today, opened my mail. There's an envelope from Sirius XM. I throw <laughs> it in the trash. I'm doing a podcast. Like they, they literally call me. They've called me every every week. Send me mail every week since I've got this car. It's amazing that used cars it's work that insane. way. I didn't I didn't know that, but that's um <laughs> that, that's that's good to know because those guys at Sirius hopefully hopefully um they're still gonna start calling us for a new reason now. You know what I mean? Because I'm trying to host kind of like a '90s alternative show. I'm not. I have a bad taste in my mouth from Sirius XM <laughs> yeah, Radio. I know you're upset. I know you're I'm upset. I'm going to stop listening to Outlaw Country. If, if you guys call me one more time, I swear to God, I'm going to stop listening to Outlaw Country using my free subscription. Um, <laughs> all right. We do We do have a guest today, uh, a longtime uh, uh, popular musician uh, that we are both fans of, which I, I don't know how we haven't. I've met him once or twice, but I feel like he's like really in our orbit, and it's strange that we haven't met him. Yeah, hung out. Yeah, with yeah. Him. It's one of those situations where we'll we have a zillion billion mutual friends, and we've been in a zillion billion places together, and I'm you know, but yeah, we never really hung out or built. But uh, but he has a new album that is truly right up my alley. It's instrumental. Yes, it's you know, to me, it was sounding like uh, it was giving Virgin Suicide soundtrack. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hold on, we're finishing our intro. Mag, we're finishing up the intro really quick. Just give us. No, no, no! Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. it happens all the time. Just give us like uh, six, 60 seconds and don't listen. Turn your ears off. Yeah, the new the album is instrumental. It's called Five Easy Hot Dogs, which is a very <laughs> cool name. And you know, I I actually didn't know this. He's Canadian. Did you know that? Maybe we're in. We're. I guess we'll find out where in Canada he's from. Duncan, Canada. Me no no. Me no no. But yeah, he he lives he lives in L.A. now. I we're believe. Find out. Anyway, you know, anyway, we spent the last couple what north all over all over the world recording this record and and I think it's a special thing and I think that um, 
you know, it's just in time for me because this is the kind of music that I really like to listen to. And it came at a right, a right time. I was able to listen to Mac DeMarco at the gym, which is something that just me and Marin listening to the new Mac. All right. Yeah. Let's give Mac a zoom. I can't wait to chat with him. I'm in my garage in uh, LA. No shit. So, so the garage is fit. The garage is finished. Then it's it's I got mean, carpet and stuff. Yeah, it's like well, it's like a recording studio, but I call it a gra- you know a lot of people here like convert a back house or something to a uh, mm-hmm. you know something like this. So I have one of these. Actually, it's you know it's a weird. I have these contractors. I told them I wanted cork floors. You know how some people put cork down, yeah. you know, and it's fancy, mm-hmm. looks nice, looks good, sounds even better. That's true, but they 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 kind of use the kind of cork that I think you'd use for like a bulletin board, so it looks okay. kind of cheap and okay. falls apart. <laughs> okay, but I have carpets over it, so it's okay. Okay, so the cork. Oh, so you're saying because they didn't use the proper cork, you kind of had to cover it with something of your liking. It's the wrong cork, but it, you know it's fine. Who cares? You know. Hey, we're getting there, bro. It's tough to find good contractors, Mac. It's tough. Jason and I have dealt with it as well, and it's something that comes with home ownership, and I don't wish it on my worst enemy. My my vibe with it, because these guys, they're, right now, they're sanding the hell out of this front room in my house. It's like, I've got, I've been working with the same guys <laughs> really, for really so long. Really giving her. Oh, they're giving it, yeah, they're giving <laughs> help, but I've been working with them for so long that I feel like now we're getting to the point where they're fixing things that they did kind of bad the first time, but it's okay because <laughs> we're, we're like learning yeah, together yeah. and like they're getting better and they see what we like. And it's, it's almost like, you know, I have a foreman or a contractor or whatever, but I kind of have to oversee him. It's a whole pain in the ass, but, uh, sure. but right. We had revelation speaking of floors yesterday, because I had all this maple that I wanted to put in, put into maple floors. I'm from Canada. You got to use the the tree that, you know. Let's go. That's, um, that's nice. That's a mm-hmm. nice touch. That's a nice touch. You know what I'm saying? You know, got to keep it, keep it Northern, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, but they pulled up the floor that they had put in when I bought the house like six years ago or something, and the original hardwood was under it. And I was like, why did you put this goddamn, <laughs> like this, like, why did you put this Home Depot floor on top of this? Like, what the fuck? But, you know, it's a blessing in disguise because now <laughs> at least those are there and we can do that. But it's, uh, yeah, baby steps. I like I like the idea that your, your con- the relationship that you've built with them over the years now where they're like, at first we were just like, fuck you, but now we kind of like you. And we feel bad about doing a bad job before, so we're gonna quiet, like quietly fix all the our errors where we fucked you before. Well, it's just it's just like I'm paying them twice for the same <laughs> for job. For one kinda. good job, it, you know, Now we're finally <laughs> yeah. doing it. Yeah, exactly. you're paying two, twice for one good job. But it's you know this guy. I love this guy and his kids. I remember when we first started working with him, he had all these kids. They'd be playing in the pool. Now they've all grown up and they work. Now they're all working for him. So it's kind of like, oh, it's that is nice there. actually. That yeah. is nice. I don't. I don't that was many. a nice way to reveal that you have a pool as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. That's what true. part That's of true. Uh, what part of Mount Washington are you in? <laughs> Mount Washington. I'm in Silver Lake, my friend. Oh, <laughs> oh you do you do That's you right. do strike That's me right. as, a, as one of the original Silver Lake settlers. Uh, you know what? I by when I moved here, it, I think it already kind of felt like an indie rock retirement community. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> okay, like Ed from Grizzly Bears right down the street, and there's Tobias <laughs> Jesso Junior, and you know, it's kind of like. Uh, not saying those guys are all still doing the thing. I'm not, you know, but I'm just saying. Uh, no, sure. It, I kind of moved in. I was like, wow. It's like, like I feel like Ed is, for example. I don't know if you know who Ed is, but he's a singer from Grizzly Bear, and he. Uh, yes, of course. Yeah, I love Ed, and uh, he's. I think he's been here for a long time. But he's beautiful. I don't know. That's cool, but it's weird. I. I'll tell you this. Recently, because I moved here six years ago, something like that, mm-hmm. and I, I was kind of, I'm scared of Silver Lake. You know, it's like there's a lot of cool. There's me too, Mac. People. Me too. You know, a lot of people are. So I don't, I don't want to go to the restaurant. I went to the restaurant one time, you know, and it was kind of like, <laughs> like one of the restaurants in the zone. What's wait? Hold on. What is the restaurant? If you don't, <laughs> well, that's me the thing. That's the thing is you can just say the restaurant because all the restaurants are kind of the all same. All the restaurants but, are the restaurant. We kind of know. We kind of. You don't even have to say it. It's like the young kind of like well, you know, it's like you know, like I don't know, somebody in their late thirties like opened a brick and mortar. It's like we have buffalo cauliflower wings. It's like okay, <laughs> I see, I get it. Okay, so like a Mohawk Bend situation. Exactly. That's that's the one I went to. That's yeah. exactly the one. Because I, I, I was to. at first I was leaning Botanica, but then yeah, you went a little Mohawk like where. They spent more money on the marquee sign. See, no, Botanica's where I'm at now. See, Mohawk Band scared me at first, and I was kind of like, I don't know about this. Like, I'd rather go get, like, um, you know, Chinese food mm-hmm. in San Gabriel Valley or something. You know, I was trying to keep it real. Now, I didn't walk around the reservoir. I barely even walked in the neighborhood. I don't, I don't get coffee <laughs> at the store. I don't do these things, you know. But now, 
But now recently, I have been walking around the reservoir. I ate at Botanica recently. <laughs> I did the LaMille coffee. I'm becoming like Silver Lake guy. It's kind of crazy. Okay, kinda... so Mac did the work, and now you're ready to yeah. become the person that you deserve to be a Silver Lake <laughs> resident who's coming out of his shell, and he's doing just fine. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, you know, there's things like there's rules. You know, like when you walk around the lake, it's like you do not say hello to anybody. You don't. Oh, is that, is that actually, is that like an understood <laughs> thing among the community? I didn't know that. I think so. I mean- Cause I was always like, I was like, I don't want to walk around the fucking lake. Like, God forbid, run around the lake. I don't want to see somebody fucking see me doing that. It's yeah. fucking embarrassing. <laughs> I got a reputation for crying out loud. Well, I just got it. I got like a kind of like a buttery, like childish-looking <laughs> body. It's disgusting, you know. So it's like a like a, a Parker House roll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I don't want to see somebody like, oh well, there he goes trying to fix that problem. It's like, well, you know, Max trying. It's nice to see. Yeah, he's trying. You know, but the wa- the walking at least the walking is okay. But it's yeah. But I was worried like, oh god, some jackass with his dog is gonna. And every once in a while, someone will say, "What's up?" But but no, I mean, maybe nobody gives a fuck. That might be the actual reality. Like you know, but um. I don't know. It's peaceful. It's nice. I don't know. It's weird. You see all the same weird characters. I'm a real neighborhood guy. What can I say? Mm-hmm. No, I think I think you really have to lean into it and just like, you know, I bought a house here for some reason. I might as well enjoy it. My home. Yeah, it's weird. It's all good. I used to, I mean, I haven't walked around the reservoir in so long. I used to, I used to jog around the reservoir. That's that's how long I've lived around here. Jesus Christ. And the thought of doing that now, like you just said, is a little Mac, is a little loco. Mac, trust me, if you think you look weird jogging, mm. Jason looks weirder. <laughs> well, maybe we should jog together then, have a whole a whole thing. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. Mac, I would love to see you over at the Glendale Equinox one day. Glendale. Oh, that's the... No, see, here's the thing. Okay, I'll, I'll say this, because you know uh, you guys are no uh, Sam Salad from meals he put this all together there you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. he introduced us all shout out to meals clothing shout out to meals clothing um sam no sam and i we go or he doesn't go anymore but we used to go to the anderson munger you know because everybody goes this equinox everybody goes but no the anderson munger uh ymca in k-town that okay i've never uh, even heard of what that is. i've never heard of is there a pool is that and full court basketball there's a pool sam used to swim the pool every day he said he swam it for years and years or i don't know how many years but he did a lot I was going quite a bit. I haven't been in a while now that I'm obsessed with <laughs> obsessed with Silver Lake. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you can't leave. You used can't. to be different, man. You used to go to SGV and have interesting Szechuan cuisine, bro. What happened to you? I know, I know. I don't know what <laughs> happened to me. I don't know. But but I like the Anderson Munger. I like that. It's nice. They got the treadmills. They got the you know they got like a, like a, like a dance aerobics class full of it's like a lot of older uh, korean like mm-hmm. grandmas and stuff it's good that's a good place it's 50 bucks a month 50 bucks a month we got we got i love i love the grandma in the pool doing the aerobics oh yeah taking up taking up some real estate in the lanes but you don't mind cuz yeah. they're having such a nice time oh yeah you, you can't awesome. beat the pricing awesome. of the of the YMCA you really can't the crowd no. the one i used to go to in new york the crowd was a little too interesting for me um, but the the pool scene, I did see some violence break out over lane issues. Oh, really? Yeah, there'd be some, lane drama is real. There'd be some tussling and some um, harsh words exchanged uh, among like you know fifty year old Bernie supporting lawyers. I only have eight minutes to do these laps, bro. You, you someone will grab someone's goggles. <laughs> yeah, because it was a speed issue. You know, there'd be somebody in there going a little too slow in the fast lane, and there would be some touching. You know, inadvertent that would turn into purposeful it's like driving in italy <laughs> none of that none of that at the anderson munger anderson munger is very it's a mellow it's a mellow ymca it's a civilized, civilized it is. I, I went to the ymca in rockaway too that was a little i know that was also a mellow in the, in the rockaway beach new york all my experiences i also grew up in a ymca after school care i love the ymca uh shout out to the ymca awesome. you go deep okay i hope you're <laughs> donating i hope you're donating some profits to them as well not just talking oh, i guess i should get on that yeah maybe you could do some type of YMCA tiny something concert. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think they have desks there, but it's tiny. I would love. Yeah, that'd be. Cool. We're pitching oh, this as a fundraiser. YMCA kitty pool concert. I could see it now. That's not. Yeah. NPR doesn't need any more money. Those guys are so rich no, off yeah. of their podcast. But the YMCA, they need a buck. Live from the sauna or something, or live from live the from steam. the sauna. You know how much it costs to heat a fucking pool? Yeah. Magnus. Yeah. <laughs> so when did when did your um when did your new album come out? How long ago was it? Uh, I think two weeks ago or something like that. I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, two weeks two ago. I was ago? just listening to it today at the gym. Oh, that's nice. That is nice. It put me in a nice a beautiful relaxing peaceful mood i usually listen to just like ambient or classical and try to 
do some type of Patrick Bateman zone out kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was able to achieve that with your album. Some people like a like a kind of a more hard hitting kind of mechanical, uh, like a pump it up kind of music. But I mean, yeah, I, I think I'm in the same boat as you. I like something a little. Uh, more um soothing when you're getting your pump on soothing and cerebral yeah 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 yeah. yeah. the pump is happening inside of my brain it doesn't need to happen inside of my pods that's true that's i true. wish that's i true. wish i could relate i'm glad it worked out in there uh, that's the first time anybody's told me that they've listened to it in the uh in the gym which is great that's nice you would i was i was telling saying earlier but it, it, re, it reminded me of the virgin suicide soundtrack a little bit are you familiar with that from Air? Uh, that is, is that the one that has? Oh yeah, what is that? It has Air on it. Is that right? Yeah, I think Air did most. Oh, it's of Sophia Coppola, right? She made it. Yeah, yeah, Sophia Coppola, okay, yeah. a classic film. It's one of those. Uh, it's one of those soundtracks that everybody gets a little uh, randy for. I think is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're like a a, a Tumblr yeah. e girl, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah oh yeah. baby, I'm Randy. <laughs> Well, but yeah, we had the singer of, of Phoenix on, and he he's the one who sings "Playground Love" from that. Tama, you know, funny thing about those Phoenix guys is that they took us on tour almost almost ten years ago. No shit. Yeah. So this is full circle moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how did he say for exactly in French? Exact? I don't know. Exactly. Um, yeah. I don't know. Exactement. Yeah, something like that. But no, those guys are very sweet guys. It, that's kind of the only real like support tour we ever did uh, with my band. So, but nice guys, nice, oh, yeah. nice, nice, great. Uh, it was cool to talk to a, a guy who's like, I'm like way too like sexy French and rich to be talking to you, but I'm still gonna like play around with you just for fun, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. What a great sport. God he was him. he was more of a sport than I, I expected. Did you say that's the only? That's the only support tour you've ever done? Pretty much, yeah. We did like we did a tour with the Flaming Lips once, but it was kind of like co-headline sort of. But I mean, I, I mean, they it felt kind of like their tour because they come out with like you know inflatable unicorns and like fucking shit blowing all over the venue and stuff. But uh, <laughs> they got a lot of props, so it kind of felt like their thing. But yeah, we, we also yeah. we also played a full hour. Yeah, it was like you know, but but um, I guess there was that. I oh, will do support slots. Ever we played with the Strokes a couple times. That's always a uh, yeah, that's cool. It's always mm. fun, but um, yeah, I don't know. Not really like uh, I. Speaking you know, of Randy, that's a good place to be, is what I'm saying. That sounds perfect. Not doing support tours. Yeah, support tours suck. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> they don't care about you, and you get paid less. It just doesn't really add up, you know. No, yeah, yeah, but you, but is isn't that negated by not having to carry any responsibility? Like they're going to be there whether or not you're there, and there's some freedom to that, maybe. There is a bit of freedom, but it's also like. Uh, I remember that Phoenix tour. Like, nobody really knew who we were at the time. And, like, I think a couple of the Phoenix guys were like, oh, they really liked my, my album called uh, Rock and Roll Nightclub. And they brought me. It was kind of a gamble. You know, they had this big record. They're bringing this, like, unknown yeah. indie kid. But sure. some of their fans were not pleased. Like, I remember. That's right. Just kids <laughs> That's kids right. in the front row just, like, you know, just sleeping on the barricade or just, like, get, like, fuck you. <laughs> it's just, like, knitting. Yeah. Reading poetry. I remember there was one instance actually. My my this guy Pierce used to play with me a long time ago, and his girlfriend Ashley was in the crowd, and she was right in the front, like like okay guys, like play the show, and she was trying to hype the people around her up right in the front of the crowd. And there was this girl, that's sweet. Um, this girl uh, st- standing right on the barricade beside her, and she she had her headphones in, and Ashley was like, "What are you? Why do you? You know what's the? What are you listening to?" And she pulled her uh, she pulled her headphones out and like kind of looked at her and then lifted her sweater and she was just wearing a, t- a Phoenix shirt and was like, fuck off. And I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. She's like listening to Phoenix in her headphones while wearing Jesus. a Phoenix yeah. shirt waiting for exactly, Phoenix to yeah. come on stage. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's not, wow, that's it's not like we're at a Metallica concert and, <laughs> yeah, and fucking yeah, Taylor yeah. Swift is opening. It's like, a, yeah, it's here's not, two rock and roll bands, exactly, guys. Exactly. You know, I think it was, you know, but it was a good time. Well, those guys are, you know, well, you know, the French guys. can be so, a certain way. Where yeah, in Canada yeah. are you from? I didn't realize you were Canadian. I am. I am. Uh, I was born in a place called uh, Duncan in British Columbia, which is on Vancouver Island. But it was kind of oh, more like B- I was. You're from, a BC uh, guy. Okay, well, okay. kinda. I I was born there in like Sh- Shawnigan Lake is what it's called. This area okay. that my, my mom and dad were. Sounds in beautiful. It is. It's pretty nice. You know what they have? I went out there while I was recording this hot dog, Five uh, Z Hot Dogs record. Uh, I went out there again <laughs> to see my uncle Ted. I hadn't seen him in years. And they have all these schools out there. It's kind of like. Uh, like Xavier's school for gift, like the X-Men Academy, all these like fancy <laughs> international schools. It's kind of like Hogwarts or something. Like okay, all these okay. kids fly in from really? all over the world and they live They live at these like beautiful, me and my uncle were driving around the campuses. He's like, ah, pretty crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking strange. This, this, anyway. is, where the, our, this is where Canada's finest 
quirked up shouties go to <laughs> university? Straight up, I guess so. It's very strange. Yeah, it's I didn't know about that. But anyway, so that little fun fact. But the thing is, I was born out there, but I grew up in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, which is like the next mm, province ooh. over, um, not oh quite God. as. Um, that's the uh, that's the Orange County of Canada. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, you could. Yeah, some, some people raise say trucks, kind of te- oil money. Oh yeah, big time. Alcoholism. Yeah. Oh yeah, A little dash of racism. Uh, Wayne Gretzky. That's who we got. Oh, Wayne Gretzky's from there. He's the only Wayne Gretzky. You and Wayne, the only good. He's not from there, but he took he took the Oilers. He took the Oilers all the way. He didn't invent. We love Wayne, but he did perfect Edmonton, didn't he? He did. He did. There's statues. They renamed some streets after him and shit. You know what is interesting? I don't know if this is... I always was under the impression when he left the team there and went to play for LA. Or I, don't, I don't know a lot about hockey, but I thought I thought everyone was pissed off at Wayne. Like, wow, could you leave us, Wayne? Like, you you know, mm-hmm. you made us. And to go to La, a Los Angeles hockey team. Yeah. it's like, But, but I, apparently all of that hatred got dumped on the general manager. And I don't know if it was like... Because I'm sure Wayne wanted to get the fuck out of Edmonton. Who yeah. the fuck wants to? Like, that's insane. Especially if you're that kind of hockey player. Like, you can't even move around the city. Like, everyone's coming at you. It's all we got up there. Hey there, Wayne. Uh, in, in LA, he can drive his Ferrari down the street. Nobody knows who the fuck he is. Nobody gives a fuck. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, I, I always wonder, like, if Wayne was maybe, you know, he was like, I want to go to LA, but we're going to make the GM take the heat. You I know, bet the like, GM, I bet the GM, I bet the GM couldn't pay him enough and was willing to take the L publicly. Yeah, maybe. For the betterment of Wayne. I bet he respected Wayne yeah. that much. Everybody. Wayne Gretzky may have gaslit the GM. Maybe, I don't know. To make maybe. it seem as if it was his fault when it was Wayne's the whole the whole way. Maybe. I mean, it's like even now, like we have this new kid up there, this kid stomach. Connor McDavid, he's the, he's the new great one. He's, <laughs> he's amazing. But it's like you can't... <laughs> oh yeah, Connor. You, you, these hockey players, it's like a curse playing for the Edmonton Oilers because the people in Edmonton love it so much. Yeah, you can't do jack shit. I mean, you make a shitload of money, but I think hockey players just want to go play in Florida. You know, then you don't got to pay taxes and nobody gives a fuck about you. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, but, yeah. but what is it? I mean, what do you, where do you go in Edmonton to find these hockey players? Like, where are they hanging out? Uh, Were you crossing paths with them at the local steakhouse? I think that if you're of a certain like ilk and, uh, you know, I don't know, like, uh, for example, when Wayne and Mark Messier and these guys were on the Oilers in the eighties, like my mom mm-hmm. had a friend, uh, well, uh, her friend, uh, Candace. Her friend Candace. Let's just say she knew she knew where to find the hockey players. She's got all these stories. <laughs> okay. with the hockey when I was a kid too, I would go down to the basement. My mom had all, my mom paints quite a bit. She'd have all these paintings of these guys with mullets, and I was like, this guy looks like a fucking hockey player. And it's like you know, I think I think my mom was hanging out with some of these fucking Oilers too. But I don't know. I don't know. Nowadays, I don't know. They they they. Wait 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 wait. Hold on. Are you saying that your mom was a puck bunny? I don't know. I don't know. You know, you're gonna have to ask her. I don't know. These are these are answers that maybe I don't want to know the answer to. See, it's 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 you cool because whenever I've know. heard Chris say the phrase "puck bunny," the person on the other end of it's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But Mac just instantly knew exactly what you're talking about. Oh yeah, of course, of course, yeah, of course. But I don't. I mean, there used to be this 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 sports bar, uh, Barry T's. I think you can catch some Oilers down at Barry T's, but now it's a place called the Ranch. But the, I mean, the whole downtown of my home hometown they like they revamped it but now it's called the ice district and they like there used to be it's full like yeah. it's full and it on. used to be the ice district but like methamphetamine i mean there's parts <laughs> yeah, of it that yeah. still are definitely definitely that kind of ice yeah a little like, icy oh yeah baby so oh, you're yeah. speaking of ice you're you're kind of on the you're on the straight edge nowadays still is that are we are we holding tight yeah uh yeah i guess so i stopped drinking when covid began just kind of mm-hmm. my way of thinking about it is like i only drink when i'm at work and uh, then work stopped so there was no reason to drink and then um and then work kind of just kept being stopped for years and i was like oh, i guess i don't drink anymore so <laughs> i like this I like yeah this. i mean that that happened to me as well that happened to yeah. me as well but then but i'm, I'm you know but that i i don't know I, I I don't I, I don't think I was like chemically addicted to drinking or anything. I was like, oh whatever. Just, you know, maybe I'll drink again someday. I don't know. But for now I'm not doing it. I don't think you were chemically addicted, but you sort of have a national duty as a Canadian to be able to oh, put yeah. them back, right? That, well, I was like an good. Olympian, like an Olympic drinker, like very powerful. For there was like a stretch, you know, and I think the kids 
witnessed it too. It's like, you know, my fans, like I was doing like a two, six of Jameson every night on stage, you know, just down the hatch and it became this thing. And it, you know, it was kind of, some kids were, that's the problem. They want it. They want it from you. Oh, they want it. They want it. And even though I'm like, I'm by the end of the show, I couldn't even fucking stand up. It's a mess. You know, it's like, what do you, you know, but that's what they're coming to pay for. See, my question, my question for you is that this is always what's so interesting to me about musicians is that you can, you're doing that every night and your set is not suffering to to the fan they they can't tell you can't tell or you can tell but you don't care because you're drunk um i think that well by the time that stuff really starts rocking it i mean there there were times where you could i I don't know we 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 don't really you know like the idea of a set list that was never really much of a thing and we would kind of just start (laughs) playing whatever so it's like sometimes sometimes you come to a jameson show and it'd be like wow like that was the strangest, funniest, we did amazing. It. Like you know, all those weird songs they played, uh, incredible. You know, <laughs> yeah. sometimes you get a good experience. Sometimes you, I remember there was this one in L.A. where <laughs> we were doing this residency at this place, and like somewhere in the middle of the show, like I was in my underwear, like just standing on my amp. I had everybody in the crowd sitting down and made everyone completely silent. And I started putting cigarettes out of my chest and it was like a bad <laughs> scene. And then this young girl okay, stood so, up. So we're kind of tiptoeing into the Gigi Allen world. Yeah, it's, uh, well, not quite Gigi, but I think just kind of like, you know, like welcome to my drunken fantasy or whatever, but it's, or my, yeah. you know, my drunken hell. <laughs> but it's, but I remember one girl just stood up in the middle of everybody and she just went, she was crying and she went, what the fuck are you doing? Man? <laughs> and then, that was a, that was a particularly bad one. I remember I woke up the next morning, my mom called, she's like, sweetheart, like what's happening? But you know, let's say, you know, it's, it's fair to say that I had an alcohol problem. So now, now, you know, honey, I read on Pitchfork that <laughs> yeah. you had a bit of a night yeah, last exactly. night. Is everything all right? Exactly. <laughs> the stereo gum email, came at 8 a.m yeah (laughs) but uh but yeah damn i mean but that's that's i've been to shows like that where it's like drinking is a part of the show it's like the shared experience between the performer Mm -hmm. and the audience and you you kind of egg each other on and when you're in the crowd like as long as you can understand and recognize what song is playing yeah it just doesn't matter kind of all you need and you're nobody's going to be like oh actually you missed that note on that 14th scale there on that oh that is never even come into our yeah that's not even in our universe nobody gives a rats i mean because well you know i don't know we're it's sloppy we've all well there's times where we can play pretty good but i think the we're rooted in sloppiness especially on stage well, no, I, the, yeah the, the, the music the music lends to it jason and i saw the Lemonheads open for jawbreaker and that was the first time i think i can remember as a person who's been going to shows since he was like 12 years old that i was like wow these guys are terrible yeah. They're terrible because they're so fucked up. Oh yeah, like it's awful. And I think there's like there's there's a charm. Well, it is sometimes it is awful, but there's a charm to shittiness that I think shit, shittiness is back on the ups. I think I think it's coming back <laughs> because right now, like, yeah. for the past couple of years, it's been like you know like kids on Instagram that are like so good at guitar that like Jimi Hendrix is like rolling around yeah. in his grave or whatever. You know, it's like and everyone's <laughs> like hell yeah. Like there's just no one's been writing songs for like four years. Like there's just no bands left. It's just these like career instagram musicians which is like tiktok noodlers yeah exactly which is cool but it's also kind of i think we're getting to the point where it's kind of like whoa like i yeah it's like you you stop having any kind of emotional uh you know connection to music you're just like holy shit like that is he Mm. can play so many notes like that's because it's not music yeah it's not music it's just you know so i think that you know crap hopefully crap will come because when i was like 18 it was like i didn't give a rat rat's ass about ying wee malmsteen playing fucking sweet picking like our guitar arpeggios like i wanted to be beat happening or something i was like you know it's like oh no no perfection is perfection is not cool i agree i I agree i agree it's it's not cool but here's the other thing i think maybe the, the, the the bigger picture is like maybe you know maybe cool is just gone like what is cool these are the these are the tough this is what keeps me up at night mac this is what keeps me up at night there's just not a lot of cool there's a lot of not cool like so much <laughs> so easy to find it but uh i think nowadays everyone i mean people have like cool has been lowered on the list of priorities because you know it's taken a backseat to mental health or literally just survival yeah in these trying times that we're living in true, where true, it's true, like true, true. i can't afford to be cool but back when we were youngsters like you were cool if you if you couldn't afford yeah exactly to be cool it was that's kind of the whole point of it I, yeah that's true you make i think it's yeah it. now now everybody's very concerned with uh getting the bag 
And I think that money is great <laughs> yeah. because then money makes uh, life easier. But um, well, mm-hmm. but I also mean, it makes like life uh, easier, fuck but the bag. No, you you have to coordinate the pool guy and the and the lawn service. It becomes it's a true. it becomes a headache. It's horseshit. The pool guy was just fucking here. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm, I'm not cool. Yeah, anymore. if he thinks he's getting a Christmas bonus this year, he's got another thing coming. <laughs> oh, I do. I do think you're right. I, I think you're right to an extent. But I I, I think that like I, I think. I think we just there's no such thing as selling out anymore, so that changes the whole no that changes the whole thing, and that we talk about it a lot, but that's like what changes everything is that anyone from any genre of music or or art form in general can basically be absolutely upfront about wanting more money than anything else, and no one cares. that's funkadelic it's very strange <laughs> it is quite funkadelic, but also back then you had to make good music and be cool. Just to get your foot in the door. Now you don't have to do either of those things. And now you don't have None. to do either of those Zero. things. It, it used to be a prerequisite. And now whenever you come across somebody who is authentically cool, like truly cool, instead of that being celebrated, they're kind of observed <laughs> under a microscope of like, how did you do this? Who are you? Where did you come from? Yeah. And you, you squeeze the babies until it dies. You know, it's just yeah, like, well, I don't true. want to be cool anymore. This fucking is weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's strange, strange world we live in. I was just in a room with three very cool, like 25 year olds. Yeah. And, um, I, I was just, I was really taking it all in. I was like, these guys really have their whole lives in front of them. You know, it was really, I was, I was kind of guilty of what you're saying, Jason. I was observing them like they were rats in a cage. But that's because <laughs> when, when we were 25, even if we thought we were cool, we just weren't, you know? That's right. That's right. We I weren't. sucked when I was 25. <laughs> um, are, Mac, are you, are, are you still doing marijuana or were you ever a big smoker? I never was a weed. You know, that's like the most common misconception about me, I think, is that kids like... Uh, they think my music is like psychedelic and they're like, hell yeah, dude. Like, yo man, like you want to come roast this after the show in the alley? And, <laughs> and there was a point where I like kind of, I was like, oh, damn, like, oh, I'm good right now, bro. Like <laughs> years, like 10 years ago. And people would throw like bags of weed on stage and shit. And I'd be like, huh? Cause I would always have bandmates that would smoke or whatever. But now I've definitely like gone more into the lane of like, um, like, no, I don't smoke. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not a hippie. Like, you know, it's like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I never did. I like really okay. never smoked. But you know, I, I I don't have a problem with. It. I love. There's certain situations where like uh, calling someone a hippie for smoking weed is like uh, oh, I, I get a real I get a real kick out of it. That but, sounds uh, very fun. And I've been called like a friend of mine named Mikey. He'll do that. He'll just call me yeah. a hippie for smoking weed. And yeah, which is fine. But I mean, if somebody was like, "Here's a picture of Mac DeMarco, gun to your head. Does has does this guy yeah. smoke weed, or does he think that you're a hippie if you smoke weed?" You know, I'm gonna guess they'll probably think I smoke weed. You know, yeah, that's right. And the music's lens that you know, I smoke cigarettes. I used to smoke a hell of a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. That was the one that I that I left behind, and that was incredibly the hard toughest, to stop doing. But the toughest I know one. this is is fairly recent for you. Did you get hypnotized? No, 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 no. I just went. I just did cold turkey. It was while I was making the uh, the this the five easy hot dogs record. I just decided one day while I was in New York and I was leaving New York uh, you know, I was going to drive to Utah and I was like I'm going to go live in Salt Lake City for a month and record that was my plan and, uh, and well, the only thing to do there is smoke cigarettes yeah exactly um, but I got into Pennsylvania and I was like you know what I'm going to quit smoking today and I just put them down and uh, yeah it was like I thought I'd, I thought it would be like four hours of discomfort and then I'd be like wow I'm a free man now <laughs> but it was like three weeks of like absolute lunacy really wow, it was horrible it was fucking horrible couldn't what, what, sleep. Was, what was your what, what, uh, what sorry what was your brand marble red oh yeah that's a tough yeah, one to cowboy jesus killer. well okay well, you're, you have a lot of you have a lot of work to undo what were you reaching for what kind of gummy worms were you eating to kind of curb those cravings you know what i was doing was those fucking uh vicks vaporub nasal tube things oh that, uh, jesus uh, jesus oh yeah. yeah i used to steal those the and then just suck on those things when i was on ecstasy yeah what a treat yeah those things i would also do the i still do the fucking tea tree oil toothpicks but they kind of fuck my lips up but, yeah uh, that's a classic 
Yeah, oh, that, that's wow. a cool do. But they, um, they like they would they would kind of get a little burny if you did it too much. They just my shit gets chapped up. I don't know. It's it's kind of like yeah. This is my my whole thinking of like I'm gonna. You know, uh, getting rid of the cigarettes is like, I want to be free from this fucking thing. You know, it's like so annoying, you know? Mm-hmm. But then you just replace it with this. Uh, like getting those fucking tea tree, you got to go to Whole Foods or something to get that. It's even more annoying than having to go get the fucking cigarettes. You know, it's like. Yeah, it's way more annoying. It's way more yes. annoying. It really is. You got to buy them by the case. Yeah, it's fucked up. So it's, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, ideally, now I don't really do any of them, but I just got to, it's just, I want to get as far away from all this crap as possible. It ain't easy, you know? brother. I, well, do you think that your body kind of subconsciously told you that you have to go on this like weird fucked up, you, you have to drive alone to Utah in order to kick something, maybe cigarettes, maybe whatever, um, get your album started or whatever it is? Yeah, maybe. I think it's just like uh, that whole, the whole, like, I'm just going to leave. I don't know where I'm going to go. I'm on this like, uh, you know, sometimes I get into this mode where I start going like, I'm going to figure, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go figure it out. When I come back, I'll understand. And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, pal, like you're fucking out of your mind, you know? But then I go. Max moving to Chile again, guys. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, we'll see, you know, here we go. And I think that was just part of it. It's like you reach, you know, I got used to traveling around and just sleeping wherever and fucking just, you know, doing this like uh, nomad weirdo thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of like, well, how can I kick it up a notch again? And it's like, well, you know, quit smoking and that'll fucking throw you a bone or two so so i did but it, it kind of ended up ending my trip which was uh not exactly the outcome i was looking for but well, whole, whatever so you you went to utah did you know someone was there a person you were going to work with there or did you just pick it on a map no 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 i went um the whole well we had the next thing i had booked with my band was like we were headlining this festival this like block party thing they had in utah and it was in a month so i was gonna go okay i was gonna stay there for the month and I was going to do this fucking thing. And then I don't know. And then I'd keep going after that. So, but I got to Salt Lake and I was like, okay. And I, had, I, I played Salt Lake once in like 2008 or something. So it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I got there. I didn't really know, you know, I, I have no bearings. <laughs> Rock and roll there. capital like, no of America, idea. by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. You were, you were tempted by too much fate. I imagine. Yeah. And it was, it was raining and it was just like a bummer. And I tried, I tried to find a place there. All the places were pretty bleak. And I just, you know, eventually I was like, you know what? Fuck this. And I bounced and I almost went back to LA, but then I wound up in this place called Panguitch. Panguitch is like near Zion National Park or something. I rented this A-frame cabin, like big ass fucking Aspen looking cabin thing. And I was like, this is a good idea. Yeah, I'll do this. And I got some groceries. I was like, I'll just be up here in the mountains here. Chalet lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. But that was... It was like The Shining. Like it was like uh, taxidermy animals everywhere. Like no other humans for like fifty miles. And it was horrible. Like really bad idea. Lasted one night. Then I fucked off back to L.A. So <laughs> one night I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Groceries and it was one night. Oh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do. It. There was like every little sound. I was sleeping in front of this like thirty foot window. It was too much. It was like, <laughs> that is that. That sounds terrible. It's, it's the much. kind of place where you're supposed to go with 10 of your friends and yeah, like, we're all having some Molsons and we're going to go hit the slopes tomorrow kind of thing. Exactly. That's what it's supposed to be and that's not what it was. Instead, it was just so strange. So, I watched uh, so. Avengers Endgame. That's what put me to sleep. And then, uh, Bro, yeah. that's when you know it's bleak. This is one of the yeah, darkest. Oh, yeah. I needed like the soothing. This is one of the darkest stories I've ever heard. Marvel, <laughs> I have to be honest. You know, oh. I have to be honest. This is really <laughs> fucking me up. So... Did you just go back to L.A. and go to studio like a normal person? No, I went back to L.A. for like two days. And I went straight to Coachella. Yeah, And I wasn't playing, so I was just going to Coachella to hang out, which I t- <laughs> said to myself so many times, I'll never do that. And I did. Damn, bro. We were there, too. It was my first time this it's, year. I mean, it my was first fun, time but it was in my awesome. whole life. It's like I, I, I think I figured like if I can go to Coachella and not smoke cigs there, then I'm fucking clear. And I went and I didn't, so no. Ah, okay, okay. So it was a Yeah, I guess wow. A test of willpower if you could if you could not smoke cigs while watching, you know, your favorite band Harry Styles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to see a trend here where you like to kind of up the ante and push it a little bit further, a little bit further just to oh, yeah. see like what's what's next on our well, on our shala, on our road rules challenge. Since then, and now I don't do caffeine, no caffeine. No caffeine, oh, so none of that. Wow. And oh, I'm also bro, you're uh, on your shit. I'm a uh, I'm impressed. I'm a motorcycle guy now. That's the next. Uh, see, this is I'm like oh, Brad Christ. Pitt, like Jesus sober Christ. motorcycle guy. Okay, so are you? Are, are have you and fellow Canadian Maddie Matheson 
tangled or crossed paths yet? Uh, I know Maddie. Yeah, we used to play at his uh, restaurant in Toronto all the time. Like, I mean, this was a really, really long time. Right, he right. Has right. A place called Parts and Labor. Yeah, we used to play there. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying because there's a lot of trends going on. He's here. a yeah. He's a hog man. He's a hog man. He's a hog man. He's a hog man. But I've never seen him on a bike, only on his Instagram. So I question the reality of all of it. But that's a different <laughs> podcast. I saw I saw this cute like this cute video of him in Toronto, and he's riding around like a Kawasaki KLR, like kind of a newer one. He's talking about it. And talking about they get out to the island i would love to i mean i love i love motorcycles it's so fun it's one of those things where i was like i don't give a f- like what the fuck am i gonna ride a motorcycle for fuck that shit fuck this and then i tried it and i was like holy fuck like this is so great and then we did a tour in august i did the whole fucking thing on a bike like fucking what? Neil Pert. it was amazing <laughs> oh, so you're, wait so you're fuck, saying the band the sick. band was in like the sprinter of the bus and you just followed along on a motorcycle i would get up like two hours before everybody and like go cruise it was all like california coast so i was just cruising down the one oh my god on this 90s bmw holy shit uh, it's just here's the thing you drive in a car you drive, you drive your car. You go somewhere beautiful. You have a nice time. You look at the window. You go, wow, that's beautiful. Look at this. Oh, I'm in the Redwood Forest. Okay. You're on a bike. All of a sudden, that experience you had in the car, is like you were watching it on TV compared to the uh, how visceral mm-hmm. and real. You're and not you looking out the window. You are the window. Exactly. Exactly. It's fucking awesome. So, so you got into it later in life then. What was your gateway? I got into it like six months ago. Uh, well, okay, so. <laughs> Very late. There is a band, these kids, uh, you ever heard of this band called The Garden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so these are my good pals. Fly, Blowing uh, up. Wyatt and Fletcher. And, um, and they ride mopeds a lot. They got mopeds and they were kind of like, you should come riding. And I was like, okay, they got this moped gang. And I went and did that. And I was like, okay, this is pretty fun. So I got a moped and I was like, okay, interesting. I got a kind of a Those guys one. are way too hot and tall to be riding mopeds, but carry on. No, but it's kind of, the swag is that they kind of, they, they deck themselves out like they're like Hell's Angels, kind of like, you know, badass leather. Oh, uh, yes, And yes, then they're yes. on the mopeds. It's a whole thing. They're, mm-hmm. I, I, I won't say too much because they like to keep it uh, under the wraps a bit. But, <laughs> of um, course. But, uh, but yeah, I went and rode with them and then I bought one and I was kind of fucked up and I was like, okay, I'll fix this up. I know how to work on cars a little bit. So I, and these things are tiny. So I rebuilt the whole engine and put in all this shit, all this stuff. And it was like, okay, I see. And then, and then, you know, you just keep rolling down the line and it's like, well, maybe I want to try something that goes a little bit faster. My, my friend Dan, Mm -hmm. he had just gotten a Yamaha XT 600 and I was like, okay, well, you know, okay, okay. (laughs) And then before I knew it, you know, I had a dirt bike and then I bought, uh, you know, this old seventies BMW and then I bought the one I did the tour on and then I came back to LA and I found the same one that I bought the tour on. So I bought another one and now I've got four bikes and I love the fucking thing. Okay. And is there, do you have somebody in your life who's telling you, I'm worried about your safety in any way. They're everybody. You tell people that you ride motorcycles and everybody goes like, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> be careful. You know, the one person that didn't do that, I called my mom and I was like, uh, yeah, hey mom. Like, and she's like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm, I'm riding bikes now. And I was you know, and she used to date this guy, this guy named Steve Black and he was a Harley guy. So she used to ride his Harley oh. with him all the time. Assless chaps, the whole thing, <laughs> you know, the, all the, all the fucking, the gear, you know, his house, Steve's house too. When I was growing up, I remember going over there. His couch was like Harley yeah. Davidson brand, like Committed. leather with big studs. Okay. He'd have like chrome eagle statues and shit. He's married and, to it. Yeah, very married to it. Um, so you call your mom and you're like, hey, uh, you know, I've been riding motorcycles lately. And she's like, about time, pussy. <laughs> Straight up. She was like, she, the, she was like, that, I, sweetheart, I think this is one of the best ideas you've had in a long time. I was, <laughs> no like, way. I was like, right on. My my boy's become a man. Well, because she knows. She knows how great it is. She knows how great it is. She's felt felt the wind in her hair. Oh, she's felt that wind, and it's a good wind. <laughs> it's something that I've always really been interested into because I grew up riding bicycles, and I love living life on two wheels, but yeah. I'm really extra tall, and I'm just, for some reason, I'm like, I don't know. if I'm, I don't want to like get into an emergency situation where like, my knees hit the, the the handlebars in some weird way, and I get tangled up. And you'd be fine. You know, we just get you the right bike. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. It's fully customizable. It's fully customizable, Jason. It's fully customizable. We'll get you some nice handlebars. Yeah. What What's the size on your body? How tall is it? Six nine. Oh, that wow! You're really tall. I'm a big fucker. Holy shit! You play basketball? No, <clears throat> I'm really bad at basketball. You know what, Mac? You know what, Mac? The way people assume that you smoke weed, they assume same thing with Jason <laughs> basketball. I see, I see, same Waste, thing. A, wasted talent. Yeah, whatever. You know, fuck basketball. 
You should play hockey instead. You could become the next Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> I make a great goalie. Play for the what Kings. do you know? I, I just stand there. I, I want to talk about because because I know that Maddie. I've talked to Maddie about this. I've made fun of him for this motorcycle thing because he buys all these parts. He has like a warehouse yeah. where he keeps all the parts that he buys. Yeah. So are you having to to rent property off site to store stuff yet, or are we still working towards that? <laughs> no, I kind of. I mean, I I have like a patio. The good thing is I live in L.A., so it's like a net kind of. Well, it's been raining recently, but it kind of never rains. So it's like I just have this patio zone yeah. with four bikes on it, and like I have all the tools and the this and that. I'm not trying to. I think Maddie dabbles a little more in kind of like the chopper. That's right. Kind of uh, motorcycle, yeah. which is like, and that's cool. But the, the whole, you know, premise of that is like, let's buy parts and whack together like these okay. insane bikes. Okay. My, I just want to like buy these bikes, make sure they run good. And I'm more like, you know, like I drive one of those old Toyota Land Cruisers. Like I like the like, uh, no, no, I drive the 90s one, but it's like, mm. I want the, uh, I want, I just want, it's it's like, it's like wearing a fucking pair of Carhartts or like a, you know, I want things of quality that will last a long time and that can go anywhere okay. with the vehicles. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I like these dual sports. And they're, and, they're tangible. Yeah. They're just good. It's They're a, not digital. Nah, yeah, good you, quality. You can repair them if they break. Absolutely. you can learn how to repair them if Absolutely. they break. Absolutely. It's simple enough, you know, and it's good. It's What a feeling. How did you learn to, to fix cars? He's Canadian. It's in his blood. I think to an extent, but maybe, I don't know. I think, uh. <laughs> Jesus, I think um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not super good at it. But I have this friend, this friend Dan. He was here earlier today at my house, and he just kind of knows how to do everything. So it's like over COVID, I think especially, he was like, uh, I was like, oh, let's do this, or I'm like, oh man, I wish I could do this, and he'd be like, well, we can do that. It's as simple as this, and I'd be like, okay, okay. So, you're, so you got you. You don't have like when Jason's trying to do something around the house, he's on YouTube or Reddit. You're you're calling Dan. He comes. I'll to the house. do I'll do that a little bit. There, I think that the, the interesting thing is some of the stuff that I'm interested in fixing is like so esoteric that you know, like fixing like old music equipment and shit. It's like yeah, hey, there's like maybe something uh, on the internet, but usually it's like you you know the thing is it's it's not the the info isn't super readily available but it's it's kind of like it's standardized across the board where like you know if you know how to work with a circuit board or you know how to recap something or whatever you can look at a you know a, a circuit diagram then you're kind of good so it's like as soon as you learn those skills but um but yeah i think i don't know it's the same it's honestly it's the same with with car shit and bike shit it's like you learn how to fucking take care of it, take care of a car, take care of an engine. It's like they all kind of work the same way. It's like you're just, it's like just a, a bunch of tiny explosions. That's it. You know? <laughs> I'm just impressed. I, I just feel like you have a guy. You, you still did down nicely. You do a lot of stuff. You know, you, it seems like you, do you ever just kick back and watch TV? Um, I'm pretty bad at watching like TV, TV, but I'll watch movies sometimes. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty bad at, uh, I feel I feel guilt for things like that. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'll be like, man, I just want to play a video game like I'm 12 again or something. And uh, I feel guilt when I do that. Feel like you you're know? wasting your your valuable time. Yeah, but then but you know I find ways around it. You know what I mean? Like even because everybody is like, Mac, you should make a record. You should make a write a song. That's what you do. You should do this. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this music gear instead. Like even doing these things, it's like it's a way to kind of get away from having to do the job that I you know make the money doing. Yeah. Or even you know sense. like I'm saying with the video game thing. It's like, well, I feel guilty playing the games, but a couple of years ago, I like learned how to program them. So I was like doing that. And it's like, well, now I can kind of get, I can kind of get the essence of what I wanted to do. But it's like, I'm, you know, being productive and making like, quote unquote, something artistic, but it's like, not really, you know, like, what's the point? I don't know. Yeah. It's like when like, I should be doing this, I should be editing this podcast, but instead of watching TV, I'm going to do the dishes again yeah. today. But, and that's something very productive and I shouldn't feel guilty about no, that. but. Even though it's well, just I mean, exactly. At least you guys just aren't on Twitter all day. It could be worse. Yeah, yeah. That's no. That's. I think that's probably the ultimate waste of time. But you know, whatever. The fuck you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mac, as as a as a sober person, how has that changed your your life? I mean, like a, a touring musician, been all over the world. How do you how do you vacation? I don't. I'm, I can't do it. I'm so bad at, at doing it. You can't do it. My man, my man. Like I you're back. I We're friends again. I can't do it. Like <laughs> I I don't. I go somewhere. Like if I I always have to like have a little studio set up with me or something just so I can be like you know it's like I can't just I can't chill like that. I don't know. You can't just turn all the way off. 
No, like even this trip that I did this record on, it's like I kind of just wanted to leave and go see people and, and do whatever, you know, kind of a vacation. But I was like, nah, instead I'm going to bring like a full studio setup and I'll record all the time. <laughs> it's like, you know, and in that way, it's like I didn't even know just if I was going to put this shit out because it's just like, what is this weird instrumental thing? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like the soundtrack to my three month vacation. But did uh, you play but, it you know, for? Did you play it for people and they're like, you have to put this out, or were you like, fuck it, I did it, I might as well put it out. I played it for a couple people. I think that you know. I've entered into kind of a pocket of, um, you know, maybe my, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to make things that are not for everybody. I don't think, you know what I mean? Sure, 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 sure. You know, and I know the people that it'll, and the, and the kinds of people that I, uh, you know, I'm contemporary with and that I admire or whatever, like, I know that they'll be on my page with it, but there's a couple of people that were like, well, this is really cool. And then I'll show it to, you know, there's a lot of people in LA that are like very much in the industry and have the, uh, you know, and they're kind of like, what do you mean there's no lyrics on this? What are you talking Mm -hmm. about? How does that work? I'm kind (laughs) of like, well, you know, I don't. How am I supposed to sell this? Yeah, exactly. I think that, you know, even my label and the people that work with me were like, Mac's going to, we're, trying something it's a little bit out out of outside the box you know it's kind of like you know <laughs> it's just a whole bunch of dog shit but you know it's like uh i don't know i i think it's um why not it's funny that that you know yeah publications and people are treating it like it's my next like quote unquote record it's like oh you know he's he's back after four mm-hmm. years it's like not really i just drove around and recorded some stuff and like you can have and listen to it if you want but if you don't, I, 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 I really, honestly, like, don't give a it's fuck. It's out there. Yeah, it's, it's out there, and it's, it's out there if you want to listen. And to I it. like well, it. To- I think it's cool, and I think I'm glad that I shared it with everybody. But it's like, um, yeah, it's just a funny little thing. But I think that's the whole, you know, even that. Uh, like I, I'm talking about becoming more free of things and it's like you know I'd love to become more free of the music industry because it's filled with complete fucking morons and it's just <laughs> horrible it's a horrible place Yeah. and there's you know like we're saying nobody's cool anymore and everybody's just drinking the Kool-Aid on this like dog shit music and it's like I, I yeah I just don't want to I don't want to play so maybe this is my step in the direction of like you know well, I'm gonna keep putting out weird shit, and uh, well, you know what's gonna happen, Mac. You know what's gonna happen. You're gonna put out. Ass. You're gonna put out three weird records, and then they're gonna call you a genius, and it's all gonna happen again. You know, you're gonna have to deal with these motherfuckers. I don't know. No matter what, I mean, <laughs> they love this. Yeah, they love this shit. As long as I can just like you know, be in my little pocket and be comfortable in my little pocket with it, like then that would be fine. Well, but you do seem like you have. A, you've like carved out an interesting career. I feel like you've earned the right to do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it's I, I'm I'm lucky too where you know, I got money. I got, you know, things are fine. We can play shows if we want. And it's like I'm not worried about that side of it. So it's like nice to mm-hmm. just do whatever the fuck I want to do. It's a, it's a lower pressure situation. You can make the record on your own and give it to your bro who can mix it and master it or maybe you do that yeah. yourself. It's- I mean, I've always done that. All of the, you know, everything I've ever done has just been me pretty much, yeah. which is like it's good to. I was look, actually. That's funny. I was looking at the uh, the Grammys, the Grammy thing today. Uh, with the, like the everybody because the Grammys are coming up, and I got these two kid, these kids, JD and Domi. I sang on their song. They're up for a Grammy. Anyway, so I was looking because I don't even know what day it is. But you look at the credits on these. Like it's like Beyonce's performance or like this. You know, whatever. It's like some album. It's or Twenty two names. Oh, more than that. It's like a fucking paragraph <laughs> full of names. It's fucking. You know what I was kind of pleasantly surprised by is I, I looked at all this and there all of the the contenders are like this huge chunk of all these people doing shit. But then I looked at Harry Styles' album and it was kind of a modest list. It was like, okay, the band and some engineers and a producer. Like, it was kind of small. And I was like, that's weird. That's because Harold, that's because Harold Stylish is a real one, Mac. And and I hope you believe that. And if you don't, maybe you'll come around one day. I don't, I don't know about old, oh, I don't know. He's cute. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell him that. He's very sexy and uh, he's got nice hair and a nice body. And um, I admire these things. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I understand that. I'm glad you found something for you. You know, you found something for yourself. And I've seen all these videos. He's got all these videos of him talking to the crowd at his shows. And it seems, yeah, he seems like he's, I don't know, he's always saying something funny or somebody throws something funny up there. I can get behind. You know what? Yeah, I'm a Harry Styles There we go. I love Harry Styles. He's my favorite artist. (laughs) Yeah, the the show is is quite, he's very good with the crowd. He really puts on a show. We yeah, can, everybody yeah. can agree on that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of of live shows, have you thought about if you are or how you are going to play this album live in front of a crowd? Yeah, well, I mean, I probably uh it's either we might do a couple of like little uh shows. I think I would do like maybe like six or 
six to ten shows where we just play this mm-hmm. record. We don't play any of the other songs. It's kind of like evening with you come mm-hmm. in. It's kind of cute. We're sitting down. I don't know. Maybe there'd be fucking candles burning or something. You know. And yeah. I could record it and we could put out a live record of it. I, I, I'm playing with that idea. But it's also like... Um, even that, like doing that, like I was just saying how the music industry is stupid, like even the, the live music shit that's going on right now is ridiculous. It's like, everyone's like, well, if you want to play, we have to, you know, we have to book it two years in advance and blah, blah, blah. It's all this shit. So it's like, uh, <laughs> well, don't expect me to, don't, don't expect know, me we'll to see, pay 500 I, plus fees for a Mac DeMarco ticket. Don't get any ideas. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> here's the thing. I put anything out there for like more than 30 bucks and my fans are like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You like even a hoodie? I mean, not, the hoodies. I think I think the hoodie is still pretty cheap. We're doing new hoodies. I don't know how much they're going to be, but <laughs> I remember we did these. We did these figurines two Christmases ago, and they were handmade porcelain figurines and uh, <laughs> and painted, painted, hand painted. You know, there was like fifty of them. It took this guy in San Francisco like forever to make these things. You know, and uh, and they're beautiful. And we put them up for like a hundred bucks a pop or something. And the kids were like, you son of a bitch. Like, I can't believe you. And it was just like, give me a fucking break. You know, it's like, so you're saying, I'm doing this You're saying you, your fans you know? didn't want to pay a hundred dollars. Like, I'm not even making money off of this. Yeah. I mean, that, the reality is like, if we did this tour for this record, and it was like eight shows and I had to put, do a kind of a, you know, I don't know, even with a higher ticket price, a little bit higher than normal. Like, I still like my tickets to be like 20 bucks, but if I had to do 30 or 40, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. we probably wouldn't make any money on it, but it would be fun. Maybe we could make money off the live record. Probably not. I don't know. Fuck it. I already got probably money. Not. Fuck money. <laughs> cool guys. Cool guys don't care about money. And that's what I'm doing, baby. I'm getting cool again. I'm going to save rock and roll. That's what I'm talking about. Mac, I mean, that's a beautiful place to end it. It really is. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you um, Thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with us and uh, everybody out there. Make sure you go grab his new record and give it a listen i think it's a really special thing and i'm curious to see it live i can't wait to hear the sped up version for tiktok i can't <laughs> wait to hear the chopping screwed version i can't wait to hear this the version where steve lacy sings on it Hell the list yeah. goes on yeah mac, yeah mac send us the send us the stems when you get a second we really yeah. appreciate it absolutely all right my friend we appreciate you and uh, we'll see you on the reservoir bro absolutely i'll see you soon thanks for having me we'll talk to you soon bro our pleasure <laughs>